Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome to Cavs a podcast. Uh, our pro- our prodigal son has returned, <laughs> <laughs> broadcasting from the bowels of a uh, a submarine somewhere in the North Atlantic, uh, <laughs> and cracking open a beer or whatever. taking a taking a break from selling Gutterbot to three thousands. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Tom Pestak has has joined us on Cavs the podcast. Um, what you drinking? On a special Tuesday night, Cavs podcast. Yeah, Victory Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, no games playing, other no Cavs games anyway. Yeah, a lot of former Cavs in action. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a uh, fun. I mean, I gotta say the the Cavs have been really fun for the last two weeks. Uh, Friday night, excepting when they just laid a stink bomb against. Uh, Detroit. Detroit, yeah. Although you saw my theory that it was purposeful, <laughs> that basically they yeah. were just they were just tanking that game so they could get a win the next night. So, it's yeah, so I'll be honest, I have not seen a lot of games live. I've seen some highlights. So, I mean, what's the scoop? Is is Kevin Love healthy? Is Chetty Osmond good? Is Colin Sexton figuring it out? Is Marquis Chris, whatever his name is, is he like an actual rotation player? Okay, yes, is Deli, yes, is yes. Deli no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One at so, a time. 
One so of the yes top. to everything except for Marquise Chris. <laughs> yeah. Well, depending on who you ask. Yeah. He is who we thought he was. Well, he's, let's just say, wildly inconsistent would be an apt description. Would you agree with that, E.G.? Oh, yeah. I mean, he started off like he set the bar high in his first couple of games, at least from a scoring and rebounding standpoint, and then uh, he's fallen way back down to earth the last few games. Yeah, I mean, I think it all started when... um, Jakeem Noah went coast to coast, and then he just sat there and watched him dunk on him. <laughs> like, in slow, like it was happening in slow motion, but that was just the speed at which Jakeem Noah moves. And it does flash some athleticism, though, each game. Who? Oh, Chris? Absolutely, Chris. yeah. That's the thing that drives you nuts about him. I mean, clearly yeah. he has the physical tools. He's got a decent handle, good first step. You know. I mean, for a 6'10 yeah. shooter... I mean, it's funny because he's actually got a bit of a he's got a bit of Channing Fry to him. You know what I mean? Like young like like what Channing Fry used to have where you could tell he's definitely got a good stroke from deep if he just worked at it. And you know, he's he's probably not gonna be a great defensive player, but he's he's he can get your rebounds at least early on. Yeah, and career. he gets a weak side block every now and again, but he also like I've never seen a guy so bad at the point of attack when his own man is attacking the rack. I mean, he's just hapless out there at times. Yeah. Um, well, he doesn't really look like he always pays attention. That's no, yeah. I'm, and I think uh, they've yelled at him a lot to rebound and box out. He, like, if you could put Kevin Love in his body, like, he would be the greatest basketball player ever. Because, like, Kevin Love gets so much out of, you know, not very much athleticism and fairly short arms, but he's a really good shooter. He's really cerebral game. And, I mean, Chris just seems to have a long wingspan, great vertical, big first step, and just absolute cluelessness at times defensively. So, yeah. but, but he's very young. He's still just 21. Um, a lot of people, you know, when he was playing well, said, oh, well, maybe they'll bring him back next year. I'm I'm here to tell you now. There's no chance he's coming back next year. When well, maybe on a two-way contract. <laughs> well, no, just with the glut of big men the Cavs have, unless they move some. In oh the yeah. Corner. I mean, because Henson and Tristan Thompson aren't even playing right now, and clearly they're going to be in the rotation ahead of him. So they're just a numbers game. As far well, as he can who say. knows about Henson? I mean, they may not. They may deal Henson. Yeah, they may. <laughs> Actually, you know like the, a lot, but do you know the Cavs have had sixty-four players suit up this year for them? That's insane. They've Isn't had that insane twenty-five different starting lineups. They've had sixty-four players on their roster. Yeah. Now, granted, a couple of these guys: Kobe Simmons, oh. John, John Holland, and Patrick McCaw played one minute, one minute, and three minutes, respectively. <laughs> But yeah, they have logged at least a minute. No, McCaw played more than three minutes. Mm. Right, does that include preseason? Because I thought Holland. No. Oh wow. No. It's just regular season. Wow. But what's alarming, or I, maybe it's not alarming. You guys tell me. Sally. How many players? Sixty-four. That that can't be right. Are right, you ready? Okay, give us a list. Deli, Larry Nance Jr., Alec Burks, Colin Sexton, George Hill, Cameron Payne played nine minutes. Yep. 
Jordan Clarkson, uh, or sorry, not nine minutes. He's played in nine games. Yeah, there Jordan, you go. Jordan Clarkson, Chetty Osmond, Brandon Knight, Tristan Thompson, Kevin Love, Rodney Hood, J.R. Smith, Andrew Harrison, David Nawaba, Kyle Korver, Sam Decker, Marquise Chris, Ante Zizic, Patrick McCaw has played in three games. Channing Fry, Jaron Blossom game, which that's an awesome name. <laughs> you I don't have not know been who this guy is. This yeah, at all. No. <laughs> that is a great name. Jalen Jones, Dang Adele, not to be confused yeah. with. Oh, Luke yeah. Paul Nick Stauskas, who I heard he got traded to like five teams in five minutes, and then we picked him up off the waiver wire after we had initially set and, off yeah, the domino effect. Because he was traded twice after the Cavs traded him, the Ilgoskis rule does not apply. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and then there's John Holland and Kobe Simmons. That's and not that's only 20, That's 27. Hashtag that's, fake that's news. <laughs> oh, I'm not reading these stats right. I'm sorry. You're right. That's <laughs> not like 64. <laughs> I mean, that's still a crazy number, but 64 would have been insane. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Thank you for right. keeping count there, EG. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I was like, I was with you. I'm like, 64 is like an NFL team. Like, I don't think they've had that many guys. Yeah. I'm just keeping you all on your toes. Okay, yeah. but of these 27 players... Delhi leads the team with 4.3 assists per game. And guess who is second on the Larry, team? Larry Nance. That's right. Yeah, like they have, other than Delhi, they got no one on this team that they have a point back, backs up assists. So Colin Sexton is the same from that standpoint as he was at the beginning of the season. He is not creating opportunities for others. Well, but that's just, that's, see, that's if you just stat hunting. You're, if you watch him over the last few weeks, uh, you can definitely see that he's, that he's using the pick and roll more and he's, that he has been, and he has been looking for people. He's not going to be, I don't know that he's ever going to be that, uh, a point guard w- of that's going to dish five or six assists a game. He's just not that yeah. he's more of a, more of a, of a combo or even a two guard. Really? Okay. Yeah, and they've moved him off the ball in the last few weeks. Uh, he's definitely not the always the primary initiator. Yeah, Brandon Knight's become and, more and Chetty. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Brandon ben, and ben, Chetty and and then Clarkson off the bench have been more of the yeah. ball handlers. And Delhi, I mean Delhi. Oh yeah, Delhi. Yeah, definitely the best pure pure point. And Clarkson looks the best when he's sharing the floor with Delhi. Okay. Delhi's passing is infectious, but yeah, he he was slumping from uh, the field for for a few weeks, but he kind of got it going again last game. So that's good. He he was mired in a, like a one for sixteen shooting slump from three. So, but when to of all the questions you asked, the, the one the two that kind of made have made the most difference the last couple of weeks has been Kevin Love's back, and you can tell pretty much that that the Cavs would be probably in that in that bunch grouping of teams either just below or just above 500 in the in the um the standings there if you know like sort of fighting for that like eight to ten spot if Kevin Love had been healthy all year if he just makes the team that much better yeah and also Kevin Love I mean I don't know if you've noticed it EG his shooting looks really good. Like really good. Like yeah. 
they're running stuff for him they didn't run for him with LeBron. Like, they're running pin downs and wing oh, curls yeah. for him. And he is just like a knockdown shooter now. Like, he looks like a 6'10 Kyle Korver right now. Yeah, I noticed Well, he's got I his, he's got his legs, too. He's got his legs, too, because yeah. he hasn't played all season. Yeah. yeah. He had a couple moves in the last game where he uh, pump faked and guys flew by a la Top Gun, and he just, like, buried it. And his release is quicker than I've seen it in years. And I, I thought the same thing you guys were just describing. Like, he he did not look like he really needed a lot of time to load up. He just looked overall bouncier, and the ball was just coming out of his hand higher. And, yeah, it, he, he looked like a dead-eye shooter. Yeah, and the well, other he guy... Gives them a, he gives him a real... Uh, he gives him an actual star, like as somebody who yeah. teams have to game plan a little bit for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. The other guy who's shooting has gotten markedly better in the last month since January. Uh, Chetty Osman um, yeah. is really shooting the lights out and, you know, also looking not quite as polished as Kevin as a shooter, but definitely more Corver esque than he did. Um, I'm going to pull up a game log here. And then as far as uh, Colin Sexton goes, another guy that's been greatly benefited by Kevin Love and his output. Outlet passes has been Sexton, who can kind of get that pass on the run and Westbrook down the court. And yeah, so I'm a little surprised that Sexton's actually shooting a respectable 38 percent from three. That's his best uh, shot. Oh yeah, no, he, yeah, I, I thought he was not a good three point shooter. He just uh, he doesn't take a lot of them, and so when he does, no, he take takes. The- he's about to break Kyrie Irving's record. For rookie three makes for a cat for a Cavalier, so no way, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean Colin Sexton definitely has become a better shooter. Um, That's good. So since the beginning of the year, since the beginning of January, Chetty Osman is shooting fifty percent from the field, forty three percent from three for fifteen points, two point seven assists, and four rebounds per game. Uh, which is which is pretty fantastic shooting percentages, um, yeah, and seventy five percent from the line. So uh, his his shooting has gotten markedly better. So all those bricks we saw early in the year are paying dividends now. I mean, well, he just looks like he looks more comfortable out there, and he looks yeah. like he's having fun, which more than anything is what I've noticed about the team since Love's come back. Guys are just having a good time. Yeah, again, even a little and bit that's, before, and just watching them have a good time playing basketball yeah. makes it more entertaining and more fun to watch. So, how's the defense? Has that been any better? Well, I mean, Mike Longobardi's still the defensive <laughs> coordinator. So I mean, no. they they can get stops at times. Um, so the one there's a couple guys. David Nwaba is a really good defender. Um, really stout in the post. He's six five, but he plays bigger than six five. Uh, can switch and guard at least... He can guard through the four spot. Uh, he's a really good defender. Larry Nance has great defensive instincts, gets a lot of deflections, but just can't stop fouling. Um, mm. That's his probably... I mean, would you agree, G, that's probably his biggest shortcoming at this point? Yeah. But I yeah, will say that's... the guy on the team that's probably made more sacrifices for the team has been Larry Nance, who has been played two positions and been jerked in and out of the starting lineup all season. 
Um, oh yeah. I mean, almost a victim of his versatility, uh, and he's shooting almost he's shooting close to forty percent, or he's shooting around thirty five percent on the season, and he's looking like a legitimate three point shooter. He definitely has to load up, but he can hit a wide open catch and shoot three, which and he's a, a better than he was at the beginning of the year at that. But yeah, I well, my, and just being able to play him with love too helps yeah. helps you know, open up the floor for him. Because a lot of times when love wasn't in there, Nance was, was really just, they were running the offense through him in the, in the high post, kind of the way they, they would do with love. And Nance is a really good passer, but when he doesn't really have that many options of guys to, to get the ball to, you know, it, it tends to get a little sloppy out there. Yeah. And the other thing that happens is teams go zone on them a lot. And, so there's an interesting stat this year. There were more. There have been more zone defensive possessions already this year than there were in the previous two seasons combined in the NBA, uh, which is insane. Um, so so many more teams are ding up with a zone this year, and I think part of it is because so many um, NBA offenses got so pick and roll heavy. Yep, and they just don't know how to deal with it. So they just pass it around the perimeter and try and get a crease and drive or like nobody hits the, uh, the foul line and then cuts off the foul line like they should. Um, and, and teams haven't really figured it out or a lot of teams. And I think part of the other thing is there's so many young teams in the NBA now too. Yeah. Well, the Cavs really didn't figure it out for a while there until they started playing Ante Zizic and Ante's got a real nice, like 10 foot, Jumper you can hit from the from inside the key, yeah, and that that would that started to to break some of those zones, but yeah, and uh, he's a good dive man as well. Yeah, yeah, Ante's actually been a nice, Ante's been a nice little nice surprise lately too. Yeah, all uh, right. Sorry. So, well, well, you guys are really getting down into the minutia. So, can I raise this back up and ask a really, really, really high level question? Okay, sure. Does, is part of you just happy that LeBron and Kyrie are gone? <laughs> because I, I'm just—I've been following, especially the last couple of weeks. Oh yeah, the, just the never-ending drama. Going, oh yeah, and I just feel like, you know, the last two years was so much drama. It really wasn't that fun. There, you know, it was like oh, especially the regular season. Oh, the regular season was such a drag, and to watch now what's going on in um, Los Angeles and to see how much the Celtics hate playing with each other. I'm just thinking like, I think Kyrie's toxic and I think <laughs> Le- LeBron is at a stage in his career where he, he doesn't, he, he wants to be in charge of everything and he, he's not the best GM in the world. I've never thought he was. So I don't know where the Lakers ever thought, um, you know, I have the advantage of, I think the last time I was on a podcast, I was saying, what the heck, Rondo, Stevenson, JaVale McGee, what are these guys doing? And then uh, I did not get on any pods when the Lakers looked decent, like up till Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess I don't. I didn't need to ever backtrack. But yeah, I'm just thinking if the Cavs still had those guys this year, I think it would be more of the same. And it seems like... It's refreshing to just be able to watch a bunch of young players that are having fun and uh, and watch, you know, entitled Kyrie um, 
sabotage the. Uh... Well, it's not even that he's playing bad. It's just I think everyone hates playing with him. Well, it certainly makes it more. Um, I, I would feel more that way because they won one. I don't think we'd feel that way if they had never won a title. Yeah, I agree with you. But having having had the title, and I mean, really, once once Kyrie said he wanted out, it was kind of the beginning of the end, anyways, because every sort of decision made out of out of you know panic after that by the by the Cavs ownership and, G, and GM you know kind of led led them to the to that point where you kind of knew LeBron was going to leave again anyways and and in hindsight look maybe part of Kyrie's the the supposition about when Kyrie said he wanted out was because he knew that LeBron wasn't sticking around anyways yeah and he didn't want to be left you know with with this type of team maybe so yeah I don't know. I mean, whether it was that or him finding it, being told that he was being traded with the whole. Paul uh, well, yeah, but was who was that assistant coach? That whole conspiracy. Oh, um, uh, the guy he's uh, Phil Handy. Phil Handy, that Phil Handy told him, and then that's what got Phil Handy axed. But regardless of what it is, like you're right, Tom. Like <laughs> these guys. Kyrie seems like a real miserable person yep. to be around. So I yep. read an NBA writer tweeted today <laughs> Steve Kyler formerly of USA Today and uh, I can't remember who he writes for now but he described Kyrie as 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 bitchy and miserable as they come <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean that is that is harsh but well but it's all the things that I mean talk about what's the most recent quote that he that he doesn't want to oh, be okay so I cameras in his face and I pulled it up and, I'll read it yeah, I didn't really come into this game to be cameras in my face, be famous, be a celebrity, whatever embodies that. It's a little hard for me. I just want those things. I wanted those things when I was younger, but now I just want to play basketball at a very high level. <laughs> Said the guy who was in a feature film last summer. <laughs> yeah, right. Like less than nine months ago. <laughs> right. It's come on. It's like, come on, dude. <laughs> Well, I know, well, and, he, and he's so and he's so contradictory with the things that he says. It's just, it's just silly. I mean, the, the guy really just doesn't have any sort of awareness him. of who they he hate is. him in Boston. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's so they great. want they want Avery Bradley. I mean, they feel like Kyrie's just killing all their young players. And when he was out, they were winning, and now he's back, and they're losing. So, meanwhile, although they're winning, they're winning tonight. Avery, yeah. Are you saying Avery Bradley, or did you mean? Um, I meant uh, Terry Rozier. Yeah, because Avery Bradley, we watched Colin Sexton roast him and cook him the other night. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what he, happened to him, man. I I just think injuries took their toll on him. Yeah, it happened. He was just kind of a. He was just kind of a. You know, hard-nosed player. I yeah. didn't ever think he was that talented. He just made the most of what he had. Yeah. I mean, they could use a guy like that on Boston. I mean, they have that guy. His name is uh, Marcus Smart. But, right. Um, just Terry... as an aside, guys, was there, is there anything less interesting or worse than players-only nights on? Oh. Oh. Players I, only I don't know are... who. It's not for anybody other than these former players to hear themselves talk because honestly I watch it with the sound off. Like it's terrible. I don't know if you've ever actually tried to listen. So is this these guys one of the talk ones about what's happening in the game? Is this one of the ones where they're not broadcasting live, they're all in the studio? 
because there's some of them where they're courtside and it's a little better. I think this is one. No, of this court- is the one in the studio where they're just talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, and the guys they pick, like Isaiah Thomas oh, and Isaiah Thomas Chris Weber and, and <laughs> Kevin McHale. <laughs> yeah, or even Baron Davis. Like I, I kind of like Baron Davis, but he, yeah. he doesn't really. Well, and we were points, talking. The points he make aren't really relevant anymore. We were talking <laughs> on the uh, live thread or on the comments the other day. The only person that's any good in that mix is Candace Parker. It's like yeah, the only one great. who's kind of interesting and a new perspective. And it's like, like what person said, "Hey, I've had too much Mike Breen or Clark Kellogg." Like, let's make yeah. the game more boring. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Well, the the insane thing is, is when there's a really good game on, and they're talking about something that has absolutely nothing to do with the game for like five minutes straight. And like there was even a moment, and I can't remember what it was, but like Kevin McHale actually forgot he was like in the studio and like just thought he was BSing with his friends, and he kind of said some risque stuff, and it's like, <laughs> it's like really? <laughs> oh, right, he called somebody a, a d head, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a uh, a uh, yeah, Rhyme, <laughs> rhymes with ri- a rickhead, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's like rhymes I mean, with Rick. Rick said, <laughs> yeah, Rick yeah. said. So yeah, I mean, it was uh, it, it's a terrible idea, and I just don't understand why you think not getting real announcers to jazz up the game. Is, oh, I mean, is I, it, give me Kevin Harlan and Mike Breen any day. I mean, I, I give anybody, but AC. anybody but Hubie Brown, not not Hubie Brown. Yeah, but at least although at least have, Hubie knows what he's talking about, he just doesn't no know what he's talking about. No Hubie. No well, Hubie. at least they usually pair Hubie with a play-by-play guy who has, sure. you know, a pulse. <laughs> what happened sure. to Doug Collins? I used to enjoy oh. listening to him. I I, I could listen to Mike Fratello. All day long. Oh yeah, when Mike Fratello joins uh, AC and um, and Fred, Fred, yeah, yeah, it's bearable. It, it it's very. <laughs> I I gotta say, this has been uh, AC's worst year. I mean, am I wrong? No, it's, he's it's, he's it's, approaching Herb Score towards the end territory. Yeah, you know Ooh. where like like Herb Score was great, but towards the end he started to like like the. It wasn't quite as sharp, and it was starting to re- you know, repeat himself on stuff. And well, Herb was really old. I don't think is AC that old. I don't. I don't think he is. No, but, I, but the, AC the, doesn't seem like he's all there sometimes. Yeah, and the game has passed him by. Like when guys are well, why would you take that twenty-four footer when you can dribble into a perfectly good eighteen footer? It's like ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm hoping that they change the rules and the mid-range shot comes back and the turnaround. Well, I know you change the rules. Yeah, change the rules, Tom. They're not going to take away points. I know. It's only know about they... more points now. I, know I just you wish they hate. Would. Did you just... see that crazy four overtime game that was like 169 to uh, yeah. 164 or something like that? Yep. I did not see it. I, I it mean, like I the saw Hawks the... Bulls or whatever. I saw. Yeah, and I remember it, but... the coolest stat from that was that Trey Young scored 50, and so they said he's one of like four rookies to score 50. Do you know who one of them was? Uh, uh no. I do, I do. Um and he's terrible. Yeah, Brandon Brandon yeah. Jennings. Brandon Jennings, yep. <laughs> and it was like the first week of the season. Yeah, and everybody and remember, thought Oh what? my gosh, my buddy 
ran to his computer to pick Brandon Jennings up for his fantasy team because he he didn't even get drafted in our league. <laughs> well, that was the, the high, thing about that was the that. high watermark of his career. I think he lasted two years longer in the league than he would have because of that game. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. The thing I do hope they get rid of is something that I just saw in the in the Warriors Celtics game, which was uh, Tatum jumping jumping up and then jumping like jumping sideways into a, a dude to, to draw a foul. Oh, it drives me insane. Or jumping like four feet forward to draw a foul to a guy who like took a step forward when you pump yeah. fake. Or falling down after ta- after every shot you take, just to just to hopefully trick the reps into thinking that they that you took contact. Yeah, and let's not um, undersell Jason Tatum's role in the malaise that the Celtics are under right now because, like, no team should have two quote unquote students of Kobe on the same team. Like that can't <laughs> <laughs> that can't happen. <laughs> Well, that's Danny Ainge's fault. Well, it is Danny Ainge's fault. Who are the other students of Kobe? Is like DeRozan a student of a student of Kobe? No, I I think those are the. You would the, think so, given his game, but no. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean I think DeRozan the person is a lot more appealing at times than DeRozan the player. I mean his game is kind of maddening at times, but as you ever see him interviewed or. You know, he's really thoughtful. Yeah, he seems person. like a nice guy. Yeah, he and seems like a good, good dude. Kind of came out after the Kevin Love depression thing and had his own kind of uh, confession about, you know, struggling with depression and that kind of thing. And as we were talking about before the um, we started recording, uh, now Adam Silver is saying everyone in the NBA is depressed. So that's part of the problem with the I... NBA now, which I just like. What? Oh yeah. I've never seen I've never seen uh the Warriors get quite this jobbed at home on alcohols ever. This is this is weird. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, maybe this is the mandate that the Celtics have to be better. Oh, because of that that article that came out about the Celtics being in in disarray. Well, that and I Which article? There was a big article uh, yesterday all about the the pro- what's going what's wrong with the Celtics because everyone picked them to be like the team that came out of the East given all the how well they did last year without Kyrie and Hayward and how those guys are healthy now so they should be able to was it be in the better was it in the Ringer or no what? no it was on it was ESPN front page but oh okay um, but. Well, that's just it. Like I've said this before, Brad Stevens is really good with try-hard guys, but when you give him a couple of stars that have give him a couple of Kobe disciples, yeah, a couple of stars of attitude, like that don't actually play hard like Kobe did. Yeah, and you can't get by. I can't being believe a, a I can't really believe I just college coach. I can't believe I just complimented Kobe on our blog. I know what's wrong with you, Tom. By the way, I, I read an article today about who are like the top ten coaches that would replace um, Luke Walton. And yeah, I Ty just, Lue, man. Oh, Ty, it's Ty so Lue great. Was in there? Jason yep. Kidd. Jason Kidd. Kobe. When I yeah. read Kobe, oh my God. Mark Jackson. I about died. It's, oh my it's God! So great. Kobe was coaching. Would we see the lower uh, jaw um, jutting out if Kobe was mad at the refs? Like I just, <laughs> I would love to see Kobe coach the Lakers because. Then, once again, in the first quarter of a preseason game, as long as Kobe's out there, 
the LA crowd can serenade him with MVP chance. <laughs> so I, I would that, predict that Kobe Bryant will never put himself in a position where he could get fired. Absolutely. Yeah. So he's not going to. Or take... where it would be his fault. You know what I mean? Here's, like, what, I don't, here's what I don't understand. Like right now, it's all it's all Luke Walton's fault, and yeah, how is it Luke Majinka, Walton's fault? Majinka's fault. And... Didn't Luke Walton coach like a seventy-three win team while Steve Kerr was dealing with migraines or something? Didn't wasn't Luke Walton like the offensive wonder boy? Like, how is this all Luke Walton's fault? How did he go from the, the answer the is next, the next big thing to this guy sucks and Snoop Dogg? Is talking about slave ships. Did you see his like? Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. I'm gonna try to get those tickets for five bucks though, because that's you know that's yeah, good value. That's a good, that's a good deal. I would just resell them. I wouldn't go to the games, but still. <laughs> I, I mean, is that just L.A. for you? I mean, it, oh, it's it, just L.A. It's yeah. L.A. But you know what? You know what it is is because everyone. It didn't matter what they said. Once LeBron decided he was coming to L.A. Everybody was like, "Okay, well, I guess, I guess we're going to be back in the playoffs. I guess we're back in the conversation again. It's been five long years, and you know, and we haven't had a star since Kobe retired three years ago. So, you know, uh, that's the that's the expectation. So there's a real short fuse. It's honestly, if LeBron didn't just do it for his for his post basketball career." And and there's any part of him that did this for basketball reasons, he he wildly uh, Miss, underestimated the mark. what, yeah. what yeah. the what the LA fans would how the, how they'd feel about him if it didn't quite work out year one. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and obviously, you know, Luke Walton clearly a scapegoat. I mean, I was well, I posted Luke some... Walton does have issues with with his rotations. But to be it, fair, and Luke they have Walton, chemistry issues. But well, yeah. not only that, but they've had they've they've actually had a tremendous amount of injury issues. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, like yeah, there was the the big one was LeBron missing eighteen games yeah, but, with the with the groin. But uh, uh, the, they're probably one of their better defense, maybe their best defensive players, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, and he's been gone for at least sixteen, seventeen games now. Yeah. I thought Kentavious Caldwell Pope was supposed to be good at defense. He was good last year. He is not good this year. No. And he's hmm. not even good at hitting threes anymore. No. And that's been the problem is that Magic and Rob Palenka um, thought they could, you know, they and Magic was sort of boastful about it. Like, well, I'm just gonna, we're not going to do what they did in Cleveland. We're right. not going to yeah. just surround LeBron with a bunch of shooters and make right. him be the – Playmaker. Well, we're not going to do what they did in Golden State or right. San Antonio right. or Boston. Guess, we're not going like, to employ shooters. Why would you yeah, do like, that? Guess what? You've got it. You've got the worst, one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the in the league now. Yep. Yeah, and no no floor spacing. So I put something up on uh, <laughs> um, Cavs a blog just about part of the problem was is. All the best players on the team from last year, they got rid of. So their best plus minus. Like Julius Randle, Larry Nance Jr. A- absolutely, and um, and and Lopez, Lopez, Brooke Lopez, yeah, Brooke Lopez would be just absolutely a perfect center to put with LeBron. <laughs> you know, a guy who can roll or pop. They know. just let him go, or yeah, they just let him go. And uh, and now he's lighting it up for Milwaukee. I 
I'm very much enjoying podcasting with you, Tom. It's like it's like you've been stuck in a time capsule since uh, September. <laughs> I have. I really have. Yeah. Or or as or as we like to call it, uh, or or as you probably call it, you've been stuck in a house since yeah. September. <laughs> stuck with two two houses. Yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's insane. They gave away their players that would have worked really well with LeBron. You know, Julius Randle is a role partner, a guy who could gobble up a rebound. Larry Nance would have been fantastic, especially with his ability to pass um, or and shoot the three now. Um, you know, really good pick-and-roll finisher. Uh, it It's just kind of baffling what they did, and then they added a lot of guys who are just not good. I right. mean, Lance Stevenson should not be a major part of your rotation. Um, who, who's, who else did they add? Ray John Rondo well, has been at the end of his career for three years now. Well, Rondo's actually, actually been decent. It's like Beasley was terrible before they got yeah. rid of him and he was a cancer, but they also they got, got, wait, rid, they of got rid of, Zubach. they got rid of Beasley. Yeah. Oh yeah. A couple, couple months ago, yeah. but then oh, they got wow. rid of, uh, Zubach too, because they, they knew they weren't going to resign him next year because they, they're trying to keep the cap space open. Meanwhile, remember, they just gave away a pretty good a pretty good young big man to their crosstown rivals. Wasn't yeah. cross building rivals? Wasn't LeBron salty last year that the Cavs didn't sign Beasley? Yeah, that was one of the guys. Yeah, and DeAndre Tom, Jordan, a, who I think they also are going to try to sign. He's yeah. a dumb. He's a dumb GM. And if he <laughs> decides to own a team someday, and he gets real involved in basketball decisions. I think it's going to be like Jordan. It's not going to be successful. Yeah, I mean, well, the funny thing is, um, well, and then when they gave away, um, so the trade was Zubach and Beasley for Mascala. And, like, the insane thing about that is you had Dwayne Dedman sitting there in Miami who was, like, a ten times better player than than, uh, Mascala. Or not Miami, Atlanta. And... Like, that's the guy they should have gone after. And I'm sure Atlanta, for a guy who's a pending free agent, would have probably, hey, we could get Zubach here. This is a good deal for us. But they didn't do that. And it's like, it it just kind of boggles your mind how bad. Because Magic Johnson's not a real GM. And LeBron's not a real GM. And Rob, Rob Polinka is an, is an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Rob Polinka, as, as uh, Corey likes to say, was the was the the guy who lied to a blind man? Yeah, uh, on Carlos right. Boozer back in the day. Yeah. That's right. Well, oh, you know how he got the that. Lakers job, right? Like no. he won a uh, he he won a um. Damn it! I screwed the joke up because I couldn't remember <laughs> the guy's name. Um, <laughs> he won a Rob Lowe lookalike contest. Damn it! I screwed it up. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I saw something about that. People yeah. think he's Rob, he's Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah, but I totally screwed up the joke, so just let it That's go. A, we'll so let it go. are you just, EG, are you just loving it being in L.A. right now? I mean, Just, just it's dancing funny. on the graves of the Lakers fans? Uh, no, I mean, I, I'm certainly enjoying all the salt that's coming from Lakers fans because they were all like, Oh, LeBron's going to be great here, and you know, and finally in a place where he can win. It's like, guys, you're clearly. I mean, you just can't see through your LA bias. And then it's funny. I 
actually found myself kind of feeling bad for LeBron last night, watching him like watching them <laughs> did you slip the, away against the Clippers. Did you see the play where Kuzma actually pushed LeBron in the back to yeah. close out on a shooter? Like he yeah. pushed him from the elbow and like, get out there, close out on that guy. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly, look, I, I still, he's still the guy that won us a championship and it's hard sometimes to separate that from the guy that left that left town twice. Yeah. Um, and, you know, look, part of me really roots against the Lakers for that reason, just because not because of LeBron, but because I don't want I don't I don't want the L.A. fans to, you know, to be I, I like it when when the pressure's on them and when the pressure's on the team. It's more about. Magic and Palinka and yeah. Jeannie Bus and all these other people that just believe that LA is you know is is owed championships or right. you know you should, should be great by just showing up. Yeah, <laughs> and it's happened forever yeah. until the last like really until yeah until the last Kobe championship and it's well it hasn't and meanwhile been like that. you know those guys I don't think they remotely realize how much work those teams put in to be that good. I mean, I mean, Shaq and Kobe did not become as good as they were without putting in a ton of work. And the rest of their teammates that they had were really hard workers too. And really gritty players like, you know, Derek Fisher and Robert Ory and, you know, those kind of guys. And part of just, thinking, hey, we can just throw this together and put a couple stars together and throw this team together and have a good squad is, you know, sell short what those guys and Phil Jackson did, you know. Um, and, yeah. and and not that I think those guys are the be-all, end-all, but they certainly, they they have the hardware to, to back up their claims for the hard work that they put in. And Odom was really good, too, back Odom then. Odom was really good, too, yeah. Paul Gasol yeah. was really good. Oh, Gasol I, was unbelievable. Uh, or, or as I say, Kobe Bryant was never the best player on his championship teams. <laughs> well, even even Bynum was good for a couple of years there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Before he started jacking up 80-footers <laughs> in the yeah. Cavs practice. But that's, I guess that's my point. The thing that I want, the thing that I dislike more than anything is the hubris. Yeah. Yep. And I, anytime I, I see them failing as a team and as an organization i i'm i i'm it fills me with some some amount of glee yeah but on the flip side of that is the is watching lebron getting old and realizing you see it on his face he he looks he's like man i maybe i made a huge mistake you know well and i think the other thing is um, I, in some ways, it validates the sacrifices that and kind of Kevin Love's sublimation of his game and all these other guys on Cleveland who really didn't get their due when they did make four straight finals and did make a championship and that, you know, LeBron wasn't doing it all by himself. And, hey, the rest of these guys thrived in, maybe not thrived, but they did well in that pressure cooker when clearly these young guys in LA are crack have cracked under the pressure. Um, well, it's been a combination of injury and just no team unity after the, after the, the failed attempt to get uh, Anthony Davis. And that part, I have no 
I have no sympathy for because that was just more of the same Laker yeah. hubris, and in this, in, this, in that case, clutch hubris to th- to think, oh well, we're just gonna orchestrate this, yeah. and we're gonna get we're gonna get New Orleans to play ball, and they're gonna hand us the you know the the number two player for LeBron, and we're gonna make the playoffs and make some noise, and then we're gonna get another uh, we're gonna get another max player this summer, and we're gonna be on top again, and the truth is, I'm not so sure that's going to happen. I don't know that they that they will. It's going to be a real interesting summer to see how many other players wind up in that in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, and um, if there are any other stars, third stars that are willing to go to L.A. and play with LeBron with that organization. Yeah, and and the other crazy thing about the whole thing is LeBron could have gone to the Clippers, and the Clippers might look really good now. Yeah, that's crazy you know, how good they've been. Yeah, I thought they were going to just tank and, well, and go for draft picks. And, you know, give Doc Rivers a lot of credit. I mean, he's coached... This is might be his best coaching year of his career. <laughs> yeah, and then you got Patrick Beverly, who... Oh, man, that guy just gets I love under everybody. He, he, he under took on the challenge last hand. night. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see what happened last night. He just he guarded LeBron and he just oh. he just was a pit bull all Pesky, night. Yeah, I love Patrick Beverly. Uh, I would love to see him in a Cavs uniform. The problem with Patrick Beverly is he has a hard time staying healthy. Yeah, that's true. That I think anyone who plays the game is, is he like the hard. closest the closest thing we've had to Tony Allen two point oh. Um, I it's think, just not as tall or as long as Tony Allen, unfortunately. I think the closest thing to Tony Allen 2.0 is Marcus Smart. Mm, okay. Except the problem with Marcus Smart is he's such an egregious flopper that it makes yeah. me lose all respect for him. Yeah, Tony Allen would never flop. Well, he would flop, but, I mean, he wouldn't. Like, he'd exaggerate a contact, but he wouldn't just take a fake dive. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. Marcus Smart will just, you'll come near his head and he'll act like he's been shot. <laughs> I feel bad Memphis never got anywhere because they had some good teams. Oh, that they year. Just, they were always derailed by injuries. Well, that, well, they made the mistake of giving, uh, what's his name, that Con- huge contract. No, the other guy, the guy that's always hurt, that huge contract, the guy oh, from Zebo? Dallas. No, um Oh yeah. Oh, Chandler yeah, Parsons. Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons yeah. yeah. Yeah, but look at you, Nate. You're usually not the name guy amongst us. So their <laughs> window closed before that happened, though, because their window. Was... No, it didn't. No way. Well, let... here, dude, he's been on that team for like out. six years. <laughs> <laughs> no, their window. E.G. with the strong rejection. <laughs> their window was when Tony Allen was at the end of his prime. When they had Conley and Gasol and Zebo was still at the end of his prime, and I guarantee you, Chandler Parsons was on the team that year. No, he wasn't. He was. Yep. He was, No, he was not. He was in Houston, or okay. no, he was in Dallas that year. I'm gonna look it up. Dallas or Houston. So it was the year, the first year the Warriors won the championship, and you remember Chris. They were right there with him, and then uh, Mike Conley got hurt. Got hurt. Yeah, they were up two one. Yeah, he had a a broken bone. I think he had a broken orbital bone, and uh, and couldn't play or something with his shoulder. I can't remember one or the other. And that was one of like four straight starting point guards got hurt against them on their way yep, to their that, first championship. 
Beverly didn't play. Drew Holiday didn't play. Kyrie Irving didn't play. Yeah. Steph Curry didn't have to guard any starting point guards the entire yeah. playoffs, basically. Yeah, and and with the exception of Game One against the Cavs, Kyrie Irving, the victim of the worst. So, on... what year is what year is this you're talking about? So 2015. He yeah, was 2015. just talking about. 1516 or 1415? 1415. 14, or no, would it? What no, 1516. No, 1415. Because right? 15 was 1415 was the first year that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, all right. He was he was on Dallas. Then. All right. So you're saying I was right? Yeah, yeah. You were right. It just. It just <laughs> <laughs> I just because no. he's been on that team for so long. He's been on that team for four years now. Yeah, and then Tony Allen got old, and Zebo got old, and then they just didn't have enough depth, and the game kind of changed once Golden State had that success um, to you know five out bas- four or five out basketball, and that was about it. So yeah, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, I mean, I that was their best squad, I thought, and they just yeah the window closed for them. I mean, it's interesting. That's, that's a fast window. <laughs> it, it, well, I mean, they were good before that, but San Antonio was really good, and they couldn't get past San Antonio. You know, that's true. Yeah. In, the, in the previous seasons, and then, and then, kind of San Antonio's window closed when uh, Duncan retired, and uh, and then, yeah. Speaking of crazy situations, Toronto's kind of a nuts situation because Kawhi does not look happy anymore. And I don't think he's going to be there next year. Where's he going to go? A lot of people say the Clippers, yeah. Really? Yeah. He said he's going to the Clippers. Yeah. What? Yeah. He said that? Yeah, back during the trade trade buzz last summer, yeah. Oh, last summer. Okay, I was going to say. Is it like illegal to say that now? And I feel like Toronto, like their window's closing too. I mean... I actually think they have a second window because Pascal Siakam is so good, but um, they're going to need to retool and figure some stuff out. So, And I never thought I would actually say that sentence because you remember me making fun of Pascal Siakam all last year, but yeah. he looks really good this year. Like They're still going to be the team that comes out of the East. You I, think? No, I, I, think yep. I think it's going to be Milwaukee. Yeah, no the Bucks. Way. No way. Why not? Well, well, okay, it's fine if you don't think Milwaukee, but why Toronto? I mean, they fold like a cheap lawn chair every single playoff. Yeah, there's no LeBron anymore. There's other good teams. I mean, I think LeBron's the one that always beat them. I would pick the 76ers and the Bucks over. Oh, Jesus, Tom. Have you been watching? You haven't been watching games, man. The 76ers have a crazy starting lineup. Well, they do, but. They are not very consistent. No. Now, and not. maybe they'll be better once they get to the playoffs. And but... Jimmy Butler's been not good. He's not been your father. <laughs> he has not been, no. Jimmy Butler's averaging like 14 points since uh, they got their big four. Yeah, don't you think that's probably, you know, means he's due? No. <laughs> I, don't. I mean, we know Butler's a good player. He's not no, they, they, they did win tonight. Yeah, against Orlando, who yeah. the Cavs just beat. Yeah, and that was one of the better Cavs wins of the season. I mean, they yeah, played really sport. well. That's awesome. Huh? I saw they scored 40 in the fourth. That's crazy. Oh, yeah. They hit, what, like six straight threes to close the game out? 
That's awesome. And and yeah. Chetty was fantastic. And Colin Colin Sexton had a big clutch three. And that's the one thing, you know, we were touching on Sexton a little bit earlier, and you, but his shooting is what has kept that draft pick from being kind of a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, because his shot is legit. Like it's not an illusion. He shot enough that it doesn't. I mean, would you agree, E.G.? Oh yeah, and his release is getting better and better. It's getting faster. I mean, he. Well, did you see him finish with the left hand uh, over, like, like around Vucevic? Yeah, that was really nice. I mean, well, the interesting thing—that was the first time I've seen him really, really do that that way, and it really—I was like, oh, that's that's a nice wrinkle. So, does he seem to you like he's going to be like a Victor Oladipo type guy? He could be a like a borderline All Star someday that could just score off the dribble with ease. I don't uh, know. I I think we got to see. We got to see how he kind of grows between year one and year two. Because one of the things is he's still routinely lost on defense. Yeah. Um. And and gets turned around a lot and just. I mean, definitely. The game offensively, I think, has slowed down for him. Would you agree, G? It seems like it. Yeah. At yeah, least as and- far as his own scoring. He's starting to understand concepts better. Yeah, but and the game is not. He's learning that, but he's also he's also really taking advantage of his speed, which he yeah. wasn't always doing earlier in the season. Where now it's like, especially when you've got somebody like like Love who can outlet the ball, you know, in the in in the right way. But man, there there have been a couple of times Sexton just tears up the floor and he puts that pressure on the defense, and that's. I mean that in itself is valuable because you, yeah, you really kind of there was a possession in the Knicks game where he literally dribbled around the entire Knicks team and outran like nine guys down the court. Like he yeah. got the ball from the inbound and outran everybody on the court. He's <laughs> was, really fast. He is very fast, and his handle is caught up to his speed a little bit. Well, it seems like he's got a good left hand too. He does. His problem with finishing, so he has a twofold finishing problem. One, I mean, we talked about earlier in the season, he takes bad angles at times. Um, well, he jumps too early. He jumps too mm. early, and he doesn't use the glass as much yeah. as he should. Um, I think he's gotten better about getting into people's bodies for the shot um, when he's finishing, but his biggest problem now is just when he kind of gets stuck and he realizes he's got three guys on him in the paint and no kind of outlet to get the ball out. So he he throws up a weak shot. That's a big issue for him. And then, yeah, sometimes he just um, goes up against a guy who times times his jump really well and just gets swatted into next week. But he's getting better and better. I mean, the game's definitely slowed down for him. But his the other thing that's great, is he's taking so many fewer mid-rangers and he's shooting threes. Like, he went three... He had eight three attempts the other night, which I was like, I would much rather him go three for eight than, you know, five for ten from 12 feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's... No, for sure. I mean, he's definitely... His shot selection's gotten a lot better recently. But, yeah, that shot is for real. I mean, and his release is getting faster and he... He hit a big step back against Avery Bradley the other night uh, to mm. to seal a win. So yeah, he's yeah. looking he's looking better and better for sure. Yeah, I, I wait. Think, so to go back, I want to go back yeah, to the sorry. to why Tom like, likes Milwaukee so much. Huh? 
No, you like because well, you know you Milwaukee's the only team. You know Milwaukee's the only team that's lost to the Suns twice this year. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean I just think that they're athletic. Um, you know, Bunhos is a good coach. I know what happened with Atlanta, so maybe it's a little bit of fool's gold. And I do have reservations about the fact that Giannis can't shoot outside. That's the biggest problem. Yeah, those driving lanes will be harder to come by in the playoffs. For a lot of reasons, but one of the more simple reasons is um, you got to really hit people to get called for fouls in the playoffs. It's just a lot more physical. Yeah. So, um, I mean, do you remember watching? A, I remember watching. I don't know if it was game three or four last year of the Rockets Warriors. It just felt like they were almost playing football, and the refs yeah. just swallowed their whistles. So, if you can't space the floor with outside shooting, and you're just trying to get taken to the rack every time. That'll get harder to do. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, they've got middle. They've got Middleton. Yeah. And they've oh, FYI, Brogdon is playing out of his mind. Brogdon might get a max contract. Like he is. I don't know if they can afford that. They just. No, they I just extended. He may get Bledsoe. an offer from somebody though. Right. I mean, he is playing really well. Let Let me pull up his stats. Uh, what's going up to my? What's going on with my sleeper uh, MVP pick? Um, I can't even remember his name now. So um, on Utah, Brogdon's true shooting this year. Oh, uh, uh, Mitch Mitchell. Yeah, Donovan Donna Mitchell. Mitchell. How's he been? He hasn't had a. He's been had kind of a quiet year. I think. Real up and down. Uh, he'll have a game where he'll go like ten of thirty, and then he'll have a real good game. But I he mean, missed the shot that would have won a, won the game yeah. last night against uh, uh, a not very good team. Yeah, so Malcolm Brogdon right now, 16 points a game, three assists, and a 62% true shooting, shooting 51% from the field, 44% from three, and 93% from the free throw line. So, wow. I mean, but the crazy thing about him is he's coming off the end of his rookie deal, and he's 26 years old. So he really is kind of getting into his NBA prime in terms of age. So this is probably his only big contract. So I think he's going to angle for as big of a deal as he can get. I mean, and the crazy thing is, like, you look at the possible deal of uh, Kyrie for Brogdon and Middleton. Like, that would look really good right now with Kevin Love and LeBron James. (laughs) I like like Milwaukee's bench, too. I mean, I like Miritich, you know... Um, I like uh, Ilya Sova off the bench. Um, the human yeah. ragdoll physics engine, Ursan Ilya Sova. <laughs> no, that's Tyler Zeller, but <laughs> <laughs> Ilya Sova leads the league in char- in charges taken. Yeah, flops. does he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. They also signed uh, Beasley, I think. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, EG, what do you think? You think Toronto? Over- I still think. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's probably either Toronto or Milwaukee. And I know that's easy to say because they're the top two teams in the East right now. I just don't feel like Philly – I don't feel like Philly will put it together enough. Um, I don't believe in Boston at all, well, even they're though they're they're yeah. up by 25 in Golden State. But this is one of the worst officiated games I think I've seen in a while from in, in Golden State, which is weird. And also, it's – really one of the worst games I think I've seen KD have in a long time. 
Yeah, the other interesting thing about Boston is... And they don't have Clay Thompson tonight to balance out the yeah. shooting. So The other interesting thing about Boston is they really... Wow. <laughs> they re- Sorry, I just saw uh, Tatum make a dunk with like no one within 20 feet of him in a half-court set. Um, yeah. They really missed Aaron Baines more than anybody would care to admit. Like He's their best defensive player. And I don't know if that bodes that well for Bro- for Boston. And we all know how Al Horford will fold in the playoffs. Um, yeah. So, but I could still see him getting hot and rattling off a run to the playoffs too. Oh no, or I'm sure they'll the be finals. fine. In, yeah, they'll be fine in the playoffs. I just don't. I don't know. I mean, look, if Kyrie's locked in, he's still probably he's right up there with one of the best like shot makers in the oh yeah in the play that would be in the playoffs but i don't know i i do like toronto's length i i hadn't noticed that Kawhi hasn't been happy i know they've been resting him a lot um but uh but i mean that's a pretty long team when you when you when you can put you know when you got danny green and shooting guard i mean everybody's long but lowry so yeah yeah and they've and- missed they've missed van vliet being out Injured too. Yeah, so. it's kind of screwed up their bench. But I mean, I mean, the interesting thing to me is, yeah, I mean, I think you said it. The teams that have guys, the problem with Milwaukee is they don't have a guy that, when you absolutely need a shot, can get his own shot to win a game. They don't have a closer. I mean, yeah, maybe Middleton's that guy a little bit. Maybe Bledsoe's that maybe guy a Bledsoe. little bit. But, yeah, Bledsoe's kind of been that guy. But they seem to manufacture points through their offense. And, you know, we saw with Atlanta and Buttonholzer and the Cavs, that can break down in the playoffs. Yeah. Especially when you got a team that can scout you for, well, you never needed seven games. You just needed four if well, you were the Cavs. Indy, Indy <laughs> was my dark horse until Depot yeah. went down for the season. Yeah, and Indy's still playing really well. <laughs> yeah, they're still doing great. Yeah. Um, the but I don't is, know if that can that can get them to yeah. the finals. Yeah, it might get them to okay. the to the the Eastern Conference Finals if they're scrappy, but probably not to the finals. Yeah, but the one other thing that Milwaukee has in their favor is they'll probably end up with home field throughout the playoffs. Right. Um, Although they're, I mean, I guess Toronto lost tonight, but um, they were only a game and a half up, I think, on Toronto yeah. before tonight. So. Yeah, and then in the West, I mean, I mean, who you still think Golden State is? Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Although I would, I, I would like to see what Oklahoma City can do because Stephen Adams is just a defensive menace, yeah. and he's got a lot of playoff experience. And Paul George is just playing so well this year. I would like to see if they Paul, can make some noise. Paul Rockets, Rockets have been on a tear too. They've yeah, won Rockets. Six. Rockets look like they're they're. Including tonight in Toronto. They're coming around at the right time. You know what the crazy thing is? Like, um, Stan Kroenke, who owns the Nuggets, really wanted LeBron to come interview there. Like, can you imagine LeBron on the Nuggets? No, LeBron's not going to Denver, man. I know, but I'm saying that would have been a great fit. So, Not not, uh, culturally. (laughs) I'm I'm not getting into that, but... No, yeah. but no, I'm saying LeBron, oh, the of the team LeBron the is from is from Northeastern Ohio, which justifies Cavaliers. 
The other two teams were South Beach and L.A. Like that's who LeBron is. Uh, he's not uh, going. He's not going to Denver. He's not going to Oklahoma City. Uh, Denver's more places. metropolitan than Oklahoma City. Mm. Mm. I, I <laughs> don't think so. Not to be, not to offend any and any. You know, Denver, I was born Denver, in Denver. I, I was born in Denver, so you you were really? offending me. Your, your background changes all the time. I thought you were born in Alaska. I was not born in Alaska. All right, so you were born in Denver. You grew up in Alaska and Kansas City. I lived somehow. from no, no, no. I lived in Alaska from when I was seven to twenty-five. Okay. And then I moved all over the U.S. before that. Okay. So my my parents were vagabonds. <laughs> someday someday I'll send you the screenplay, E.G. <laughs> Do it uh, quick before I before I'm I'm uh, a dinosaur. <laughs> okay. Um so yeah, it was uh what were we talking about? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean Oklahoma City, Paul DeGeorge, definitely I he's my MVP right now. I mean, I just don't feel like George. Russ. Is, Russ has just not had a very good year comparatively. I mean, he's had a terrible shooting season. Yeah, that's their biggest problem. Yeah, he's not mad enough. I actually really like the the way the Blazers have been playing with uh, with Nurkic too. Oh yeah, the the Blazers are that's a fun team. And now they got Rodney Hood. He <laughs> he had a good game the other night. I know. I'm saying he went yeah. off. Hey, I, I root for Miles. I root for Rodney Hood. I mean. I I hope he figures it out because he does have all of the talent in the world. Um, he just seems to get inside his own head as much as any player I've ever seen. He just needs oh, to get that, that arm thing. that arm extension during the off season, <laughs> <laughs> like the one from Gattaca with the leg extension. Yeah. Oh, that was so painful. <laughs> I, ever I can't believe the lucky shots again. that Boston's hitting right now. Yeah, but they're only up twenty, and yeah. we all know that's true. No lead is safe in Oracle. No, nope. yeah. Although this one might be the way that the that the Warriors are shooting. Yeah, but the other thing that happens is once the Warriors start getting hot, they also start getting calls. So they're not getting any calls tonight. No, they're not. All the calls are going going Celtics way. Los Celtics as they they're warm so, up say. So I got a question for you guys. Um, does La- does Larry Drew deserve a shot next year? I mean, we've seen the Cavs look a lot better in the last few weeks. I mean, to me, the biggest barometers of the season are how well do the Cavs' young players progress. And I feel like we've seen that progression. Does Does Larry Drew deserve a shot next year? I think... If you can't find anyone demonstrably <laughs> better, <laughs> wow. did you want me to say that yes was, or no? That was a ringing endorsement. <laughs> if there's no one else better, well, well, I know who Tom would love to see as the head coach of the Cavs. The... No, Mark Price. Oh yeah, I'd didn't he just that. take a job though? Yeah, he's an assistant in Denver. Yep. Right. Yeah, I'd love to have Price back in Cleveland where he belongs. Yeah. Um, I'd love to have Fratello come back. I think Fratello might be a little old. He might be, yeah. Um, although, that the toupee doesn't age. So. 
That's true. That's, <laughs> that that does fool me. He looks younger than he is, probably. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess. I mean, look, Larry Drew hasn't done a bad job. He actually won some games, unlike Ty- Tyron Lue. So. Yeah, and the mood of the team, like, they haven't given up. You know, they no. still play hard. They still play with passion and energy. Um, to me, that's a a big deal. You know, no, he's a he's a good teaching coach for sure. Yeah, he's very even keeled, also, which I like. Uh, now that being said, if he sticks around, I would like to see a definitely a new assistant coach of defense. <laughs> because if I see Mark Mike Longabardi on the sideline next year. Um, well, first of all, you can't see him because he's only like five foot tall, but I, I just can't stand the, the The interviews reports from Longo interviews at (laughs) halftime. And I've noticed though, I've noticed that they don't do them when they, when they've given up, uh, at least 65 points and a half, (laughs) which is appropriate that they should not, but, uh, We, we made an adjustment. I can't even do, I can't even impersonate him. I like, he has, like like little Ray Liotta, right? Yeah, I mean, huh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ben Stiller would play him on Saturday Night Live, much like Michael Cohen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know. I, I, that's the thing. Like, I, I would, I'd be in favor of bringing in somebody with a new energy and retaining Larry drew as a, as a top assistant, if he'd be willing to do that. But as far as like giving Larry drew the job, yeah, I think he's fine. And they could probably, if there was nobody good out there, they could probably, I would do like another, like, like one and one with him or, you know, two, I wouldn't do a, like a five-year deal or anything with Larry drew. Well, cause, yeah. cause you know, Gilbert's just going to wind up, paying him not to coach again so yeah right. Uh, right. gosh he's paying so many coaches he is <laughs> they're showing all the the celtics post all-star quotes oh lord um so uh, more Cavs questions so do you think what are the odds uh kevin love gets traded in the offseason assuming he makes it through the rest of the season healthy and productive zero okay tom uh, 15% chance. Okay. It, explain your rationale, EG. I think they want him here. They don't, they didn't, I don't think they, they did that deal so they could, so they could trade him. I really don't. And, and it's not the time. Like there's a, there's a good, there's a potential good team there. If love can stay healthy and, and they're going to have two, they're going to have two first round picks coming up. Now, granted, the Houston picks looking less and less good by the day, because what was potentially an eighteen to twenty-two pick is now probably like a twenty-six to twenty-seven pick. But um, but still, it's two first-round talent guys. They're going to add to what they have. They've got a pretty decent big man rotation when they're healthy in the front court. They just need to find some wings. Yeah, I mean the one thing that the Cavs pick has going for it is the CP three uh, yearly spring injury has not happened. So, so that there I just, is that. Can I qualify the, the love thing though? With yeah. The Cavs are hosting the all-star game. Is it next year? Oh yeah. 
That is true. Yeah. I don't think they're going to host an all-star game without yeah. – I mean, they still need to get people in the building. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's very hard to get a star to come to a small market like Cleveland that isn't born there, right? Especially they when were, they don't have another star there already. Yeah. Kevin Love might be getting on getting older. I mean, he's 30 now, and he might be hurt all the time, which is a problem. But he's still – when he's healthy – He's a 2010 guy. He's an all-star, and he's he's really the the leader of the team. He makes yeah. the team demonstrably better. I just don't I don't think they have any interest in parting with him unless they get blown away by an offer, and I don't think they will. I I'll agree with you. Yeah, no. So that's yeah. why I say that's why I say zero okay. for this summer. Tom, that's not to say that that doesn't change at the trade deadline or or the summer of 2020, but. Yeah. Well, I could just see them getting a really good offer for him because when healthy, he's got playoff experience. He plays well in a variety of different team settings, and he's a knockdown shooter. His game, um, you know, being a stretch five, is pretty useful in the modern game. He still rebounds well. So I think a team you know, trying to win a championship may offer up just a bevy of draft picks and, you know, young, unproven talent for someone like Kevin Love. And if they did, the Cavs would probably have to take a serious look at if that makes sense. I mean, if Boston strikes out on... Um, I don't think they would trade with Boston, but I don't know. Well, I but don't think That would be would one either, of the but... few teams that would have the assets that, yeah, they that yeah. would be worth getting. Boston still has a ridiculous amount of draft picks, and they're probably getting um, they're probably getting the uh, the Kings pick. Unless mm. it's so that's another lottery pick they have. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't think it's likely, but I think it's greater than zero percent chance. Oh, I, th- I think that's fair. I'll I'll split the difference and go seven and a half. Good <laughs> well, but you also have to take into account his four-year extension kicks in next year. That's $120 million yeah. the team is taking on if they want to trade for him. And if you're giving up young players and draft picks that it would take to to make the Cavs feel like it was worthwhile to do that, that's a pretty big financial hit to take. There's not a lot of teams out there who are going to be able to absorb him in, into their cap. Like yeah. ironically, one of the few teams that probably could be the Lakers. I don't know that LeBron would want to have Kev back, but I mean he does have a history there playing for UCLA. Yeah. So speaking of that, so if the Lakers just decided and LeBron just decided, hey, this isn't working, LeBron said, trade me back to Cleveland. Do you think Cleveland would do it? They shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that they would. It just depend on. I don't think I mean, the Lakers. I- I don't think the Lakers yeah, would have No, I mean, they, the they, would, uh, you know. they don't. It's too soon to give up that dream, but, but yeah. I mean, I think time eventually, it looks like time's catching up with LeBron. And we all knew it would, but. I don't think he's fully healthy, though. I don't think I don't he's think really he is either, but And I don't think he will be until the, the offseason next when year. He gets yeah. a chance It'll to rest. probably be the best thing for him that they're not going to make the playoffs because they'll have more time yeah. to rest than he's had in like 10 years. Yeah, but the problem is, is, you know, every year he plays a different 
kind of international game. And this year, he's going to play an intergalactic game in the summer. So the Monstars, that is not an easy team to take <laughs> on. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah, know where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. No, nice one, Nate. Thank you. <laughs> but I, I mean, that's that was sort of my my low key like conspiracy take over the All Star break was I think I think LeBron they you know they they realize they're not going to make it they shut LeBron down and then just tank get the best draft pick you can who knows maybe you even wind up you know in the crazy new lottery rules getting a shot at Zion or one of the Duke guys yeah top five. Four pick, yeah, yeah. Well, think about it. If the Lakers are, if the Lake, if they're in the lottery and they're like the twelfth pick or something like that, that's still you still decent odds. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like, do that, and then you know, you save your save. You know, try to make your play for. I mean, it's by the way, it's one more draft pick you can throw it at. Uh, um, you can throw it uh, New Orleans if you want. That's for true. Anthony Davis. I mean, you know, it's it it. There's Who ways that it can really Lakers help. Own, them. own their own draft pick. I think they do this year. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to tell because they're one of those teams. Well, because I think they were going to trade it. That was going to be traded to New Orleans. Yeah, I think you're right. But but now it's a now it's a lottery pick. Yeah. Potentially, if they if they do miss the playoffs, which it does seem like it. I mean, I think they have like a one percent chance now um, to still do, make it. I mean, they could own, like win out or go like eighteen and or sorry, sixteen and two or something like that and still make it. But it's a they've got three teams in front of them to climb over, and two of them are are six games up because they have the tiebreaker wins. Yeah, they, with uh, the Clippers and um, the Spurs, so. Yeah, it's. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, that would probably be the best thing, except for the hubris, right? Yeah. It's just the, it's the the perception of oh well, LeBron has made the playoffs since you know since what two thousand and five, yeah. And he's gone to eight straight finals, and both of those streaks are going to come to a crashing halt this year. Mm-hmm. Well, what did I hear? Uh, LeBron had a quote today that basically said, as long as they're in playoff contention, he doesn't want to sit. So I think until they're mathematically eliminated, he won't be sitting. And then once that happens... That's going to come soon because the next stretch of games is pretty tough for them. Yeah. And the teams right above them both won three straight, I think. Well, Well, and... The other thing that happens with them is teams get up for playing them. I mean, we saw that when LeBron was with the Cavs. Oh, yeah. I mean, teams get up to, because they know they're usually going to be on national TV. They know mm-hmm. if they beat them, they're going to get their highlights on SportsCenter, you know. <laughs> well, their next their next two games are at home against Denver and Boston. Then they go on the road to play Chicago, Toronto, Detroit, New York, and Milwaukee. Yeah. So there's really what maybe two winnable games there with at Chicago and at New York. Both Chicago and New York have been playing pretty well lately. Yeah, I mean they've really helped the Cavs uh, not be completely out of the running for uh, the bottom 
they uh, could be bottom spot. they could be they could be officially eliminated by March nineteenth against Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, five thirty eight had a good article on them. One of it, part of it was the Lakers blew a lot of winnable games. Um, and we kind of saw that with the Cavs last couple of years, just mailing it in against bad teams. Yeah. And I think LeBron's kind of bad habits have caught up with him. So. Well, so anyway, I, he missed the 18 games too. Yeah. They went, they went like, but like six and six and 12 in those games. Yeah. Yeah, and this has been a really good Lakers the podcast. So, <laughs> yeah. well, former yeah. Cavs the podcast. Oh, I know. I'm just giving you a hard time, but yeah, I mean, it it it's certainly interesting. And I mean, I don't even know what to make of Boston. Honestly, I think Boston will. Of course, I thought the Lakers would rally and get to the seventh seed. So, but they clearly have not. Um, but I think Boston will kind of figure it out a little bit. Um, I I would be shocked if they didn't make the second round of the playoffs and think they probably will make at least these. It, the it all depends final. on if they wind up if they wind up the fifth seed and play the Sixers. That's going to be a tough matchup for them, probably. That yeah, but they smoked the Sixers last year, and I don't. That was last year. Well, that's true, but I don't know that they're. The I'm not are, a Sixers believer, by the way. Yeah. I think Boston would probably win that series, but it would be a lot harder series than they might yeah. want for the first round matchup. <laughs> Did you hear who was it that was laughing at uh, Ben Simmons the other night for how bad his jump shot was? <laughs> I, I think know. I think everyone. Was, no, I think it was Stephen Adams. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of Stephen Adams, yeah. So yeah, no, it, it's bad. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing I think their biggest weakness is is they can get really cold from outside. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it, it certainly is fun. What do you think of this whole thing about the NBA? Everybody that is in the NBA is listening to their headphones all the time, and is on social media and is very uh, self-absorbed and depressed. That uh, Adam Silver was pushing the other day. I didn't see this, Tom. Did you see this? No. I did not. Okay, so well, I'm tell gonna, us about it, Nate. I'm going to pull it up here. So uh, Adam Silver says many NBA players are unhappy, and uh, there's a lot of anxiety in the NBA. We are living in a time of anxiety. It is a direct result of social media. A lot of players are unhappy. I'm an anxious person myself. He said, "That's why the players like talking to me." <laughs> okay. But, mm. I mean, you know, everybody says, you know, the knee-jerk is um, how can they be unhappy they're making millions? But um, I don't know. I mean, that's just what he said, kind of shooting off the cuff. I mean, do you think that's a real thing? Or do you think... Well, I mean, look at the look at what, you know, with Kevin Love's... And DeMar DeRozan, uh, he, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it certainly can be... I mean, fame can certainly be an isolating um, brand of, uh, uh, you know, or, or an isolating phenomenon, right? So yeah, that's certainly possible, especially players that don't have families 
or are away from their families for a long period of time when they're on the road. And, you know, yeah, a lot yeah. of these guys are young kids and still don't, you know, they, they got wealthy overnight and, you know, it's easy, easy enough to say, yeah, well, they make a lot of money. So boohoo. But, but, uh, yeah, I'm there. I could see, I could see where it could happen. And, and it's not, um, you know, it's not necessarily just about the, just about the, the culture either. You know, it's it's a lot of with 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 social media. You've got a lot of just hatred towards a lot of guys for <laughs> by a lot of people who, you know, yeah, have nothing I mean, better to do with their time. So yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine being an NBA player or somebody that famous just going on social media and just getting ragged on constantly i mean i like one thing is i i am pretty critical of players when i uh when i tweet and stuff but i also i never ever if it's something negative i'm never adding anybody you know what i mean like who needs to see that you know yeah (laughs) it's just i i do feel bad for players in that respect but the other thing about it is you know shut up and play (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I or you know make these guys turn the headphones and the f- check your phones at the door before you come in the locker room. I mean, wow, Celtics up by twenty nine at the end of three. Wow, yeah, Hayward. Gordon Hayward is having a monster game yeah. uh, for all for all, uh, all my bagging on him earlier. He's yeah. he's eleven of thirteen and four of six from three tonight for twenty eight points. In 21 minutes. Yeah, I mean... To Plus me, 33. I, I'm happy for him to see that he's he's getting healthier. Because so, I was worried he'd never be the same. So. Yeah, that was a brutal injury. Yeah. Tom, you still there? Oh, we have lost Tom. So, um... So, any... <laughs> I don't know where Tom went. Any... But I was waiting for the, a good Tom story at the end of this. Yeah, um, so hold on. Now hold I'm on. depressed. <laughs> Let me pause. Okay, so we're back. Um, we, but we, we are long in the tooth. We are long in the tooth, but we couldn't have a prodigal son return without getting <laughs> getting an update from uh, from Southwest Ohio. So, yeah. so what's good been going on in the world of Tom, Tom Pesto? Well, um bought a house, a new house, I'm sure I'm sitting right now, but still got the <laughs> old one. So, so you're like I, sitting in the middle of a house with no furniture? No, I got, we got furniture here. Oh, no, you're in the new the new house. Okay, You're one of those two house. house people now. Yeah, exactly. I was at the old house before working on it, but um, I wrapped it up about 10 and came back over here. Makes for long days, but, um, it? Yeah, yeah, because I go there after work and I work on stuff, but yeah, it's getting that's... close. We're getting, we're getting close to listing it. Yeah, that was me all last summer, so I know where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's exhausting. It is. But, uh, yeah, so things have been good. Um, I started, uh, I guess you could say I started trying to be more strategic about what I was eating back in um, about late October time frame. And I've lost like 40 pounds. Wow. So, yeah, wow. it's it's crazy. Yeah. So, feeling feeling good. I haven't really started working out yet, but um, 
softball is going to be starting, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, is spring training kicking up here soon, huh? Try yeah, it. although it was snowing today, but yeah. So <laughs> keep those keep those hammies warmed up. Yeah, yeah, keep them from popping. Yep. You don't want to, or you don't want to pull a calf like like Lindor, right? This is the opening of your of your softball season. Yeah. So yeah, I've got all kinds of crazy like rant house stories. So what's your biggest frustration? Oh boy, um, we've had a lot of frustrations with the new house because it the previous owners had a bunch of dogs, and so the the there was dog hair everywhere Ugh. and then we hired a guy at like a thousand dollars to do a whole house cleaning and he like basically just like robbed us because it, the house was filthy when he was done um he wasn't even able to get the dog hair off of the hardwood floor much less the carpeted floor uh, which he carpet cleaned and all he did was like shampoo a carpet full of dog hair so now we had wet dog hair <laughs> Which was Ugh. awful, just awful. Um, yeah, we've had all kinds of issues. Some of them have been kind of like funny. Like we couldn't fi- we-, we couldn't get the dishwasher to work. It was just dead. I thought, oh damn it, you know, like then this thing's broken too. Turns out the dishwasher was on a switch, so you had to turn a switch on. <laughs> it's in order like to, the. Like, uh... Your dishwasher. It's like the uh, Christmas light scene in Christmas Vacation, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh yeah, but so I had I had one, and I still the jury is still out. Like I still don't know, but I noticed like this one like the the half bath on our first floor has always smelled funny, and it's always bothered me. It's not like an overtly terrible smell, but it's not a good smell. <laughs> So, like, I just happened to, like, where the hell's smell coming from, like, last week? So I'm kind of sniffing around everything. So I lift up the cover on the toilet bowl, and there it is. I am shocked and dismayed. It looks like someone upper-decked the toilet. Oh. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And so then I'm like. That is low rent. I'm like, is this for real? Like, did the people do this before they moved out? Or was it empty for a while and someone broke in and did that? I don't know. So then I go upstairs and I take the lid off that toilet in our master bathroom and it looks exactly the same way. It looks like someone dropped a monster. Like, <laughs> wet. We, get, we get it. Yeah. We get yeah. it. <laughs> so, but the thing is, but then the thing is, it doesn't. It doesn't smell. It doesn't smell in the bowl. It just looks heinous. So, I say to my wife, "I'm like, Melly, I'm like, is this what I think it is?" And she's like, "No, that's what can happen when you." She said that. That's what. The, that's what can happen when you put, like, the toilet bowl cleaners, like the little blue things, in there. And I was like, "How? How could this happen?" <laughs> like you're you're like going through the physics. Or the yeah, chemistry like, of this. I looked through the chemistry of this. I'm like, I don't get how that could happen. And she's like, that's not what it is. I was like, look, I know it doesn't smell and like me- it. Melanie is just in denial. <laughs> I'm like, that's exactly what this looks like. Maybe it's just like flushed enough times that it, there's no more bacteria in it. 
So it's like retaining its shape and consistency oh, without without like the nasty. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. But wow, when I asked for a story, I did not expect oh, that we. Be... <laughs> oh, we conmarried our pets, so we had a dog, what? and now my and now my parents have them, and we had two cats, and now my sister in law has them. Yeah, we've been. Uh, We've been watching Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. So we've uh, <laughs> been just like uh, saying goodbye to everything we own and getting rid of stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been a wild couple months. It for sounds sure. like it. It sounds like yeah. it. Wow. So check this out. So um Oh my gosh. So the uh well I got I got rage stories against the city that we moved into because I had to go through this long arduous process to sign up for water and trash, which they water water sewer and trash are bundled together. We got two different water bills that we paid, and then like a week ago, we get a we get a letter from the city that literally says something to the effect of sorry not sorry. We know this probably isn't your fault, but you owe like $200 for an outstanding water bill and you have like a week to pay it or we're going to shut off your water. And the account number isn't even the same as our account number and the and it's addressed to the previous owners. So I'm like, are you serious? So Melanie calls the city and they're real nice and all that and they explain that, oh, unfortunately, like... You know, they already sent out the bill three times to the, the new address of the old owners, but they haven't responded, and they're behind on, like, three water bills. And so now we have to pay it. And that I'm doesn't like, even make any sense. I was like, yeah, you didn't tell us this when I had to go through this long, arduous process to sign up in the first place? You didn't say, oh, hey, by the way, there's currently an existing balance on your property or any time in the first two months after we had already paid two water bills? And then you send us a thing and say we you have, we have a week before you're going to shut off our water, even though you're tacitly admitting in this letter that it's probably not our fault. I'm like, welcome to the city. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been good. The house is great. The family loves it. I'll I'll love it once I can sit down and enjoy it. There's been all kinds of like weird things. Like our, we, so we inherited a hot tub, but we call it the warm tub. Because we can't change the temperature. So the, te- <laughs> so the temperature is set at 97, which is like... That's pretty cold for a hot tub. It's cold yeah. for a hot tub. Yeah, it's like warm for like... It's like a tub, but it's not a hot tub. Right. So we call it the warm tub. But um, but I figured out like, oh my God, it's like a chemistry experiment to get a hot tub right. I had to go out oh, and yeah. buy like all these chemicals and I got to like use these little sticks that, you know, they change colors the problem yep. is I'm, I'm colorblind, so I, I got to take this, and then I got to walk upstairs and be like, you know, what shade of maroon is this? Like, do you know, is our pH good or not? So that's been interesting getting used to uh, getting used to owning a hot tub, but we do enjoy it. It's it's relaxing for sure. A warm tub, if you will. A warm tub, if you will. Yeah. So, <laughs> is it just have a maximum heat that you can't get past ninety seven? No, the button won't register. It's oh, like so I got to get like the... a new button. 
panel. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I looked online and these things are like four hundred bucks for a stupid <laughs> control panel that has like an LCD screen Tom. and like four. You should have a Aren't local. You an electrical you have engineer. You a local guy. I was gonna say I have a local guy. Can't you breadboard? I don't have thing? a guy. I don't have a hot tub guy. No. Can't you just breadboard this thing, Tom? But no, you don't need a hot tub guy. You just need a warm tub guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't have one of those either. Yeah. Can't so, you just design I'm, something? Aren't you an EE? I might be able to. But anyway, we moved. Uh, <laughs> when we you moved, get the old house done. <laughs> we, we moved to the town over, and um, we're now in Xenia, Ohio, which is was known by the Shawnee Indians as the land of the devil wind. And, of course, it was the city that suffered you know, the worst yeah. of the tornado outbreaks in 73 right. or 74. And it is windy as hell here. Like, it is so windy all the time. It is mind-blowing how windy it is. Um, and, yeah, we So just... no front yard basketball, huh? No. And we had a, they had a driveway great basketball. basketball. They had a great basketball hoop, and they took that with them. They didn't take a lot of things, and so I'm convinced that everything they didn't take, there was probably something wrong with it. But there was a sweet <laughs> basketball hoop here that they did take. Yeah, but well, um, there was a couple things they left that you wish they'd have taken, <laughs> or not left. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow, that sounds yeah. like an adventure. Well, the funny part is too. So, some of my old coworkers, I have lunch with them periodically, and I just happened to have lunch with them a bunch of times in a row. Like uh, I don't know, last week I guess. And every day there was something different. So there was dealing with. Um, the city over the water, there was getting upper decked and there was, um, you know, things not working and there was the contractors sucking and robbing us and there was, yeah, yeah. And the house is amazing. Like there's so many nice things about this house. It's a beautiful house, but for whatever reason, I just kept getting hit with stuff like day after day. So every day I would go in and be like, just complaining to basically like my friends who are my old coworkers but there was like a, they hired like a new girl who didn't really know me that well. And so then she was like just kind of, you know, hearing all this venting. <laughs> and so then um, at the last launch, like my old boss came along and he didn't know that I had moved. And so I told him and he's like, oh, tell me about the house. And before I could say anything, this girl goes, it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at her like, what do you mean? And she's like. Well, it sounds awful. And then she like, started lifting off. I'm like, oh, I guess I have been complaining a lot. <laughs> so I had to like set the record straight that it's actually a pretty nice house, even though they left it filthy. And the $1,000 all-you-can-clean cleaning service was a worse deal than Gutterbot 3000 Wow. <sighs> yeah. And then just, you know, everything, hard to do. everything else that's happened. But um, but we'll get there. I mean, it's, you know, I finally got my office set up, so I got my computer down there now. And it's cool. I set up, um, I get, they left a little, like, uh, hutch cabinet with um, mirrors in it and, like, a light. And so I put uh, some old, like, memorabilia from growing up, like, playing baseball and stuff. And then I also have, I have bobbleheads for the starting five of the championship team. Oh, nice. No, I've been dunking on Kyrie and LeBron all podcast. I do still have bobbleheads of them, along with Kevin Love, J.R. Smith, Rest in Peace, and Tristan Thompson. 
in my display case and a Bob Feller signed baseball um, and some other stuff like that. So very nice. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. It's a, it's a cool house. Do you and, have the uh, Rocket League mural up? I have. Um, I bought like I went to uh, GameStop and all their clearance stuff <laughs> was fifty percent off a couple weeks ago. So I got these. Why don't me- you message me that stuff? Come I should have got these Mega Man like eight bit little pillows. So I got Mega Man, Proto Man, and and Rush, Mega Man's dog, and they look sick. They look so good. And then they had had a Rocket League keychain that the boost lights up when you press this button, and that <laughs> that looks really cool. So I got that too. Last but not least, they had a Scrooge McDuck Ducktales uh, action figure. I absolutely bought that. They had they had Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which wow. I couldn't believe. I- believe it and when i went up to the counter the guy was like i can't believe they got chip and dale like i remember that when i was a kid i was like dude i know (laughs) he wasn't like i can't believe somebody actually bought this (laughs) oh because he was like my agent so he's like well why did you buy it and i just said well i had to draw the line somewhere (laughs) because i bought everything i bought yoshi socks i bought uh (laughs) super mario world socks and then so then i went back to I, i did this on my lunch break and then i go back to work and I'm showing my coworkers, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And then uh, my one coworker's like, "Wait, they had Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, and you didn't buy it?" And I was like, "I guess I'm going back on the <laughs> way home from work." And sure enough, I bought Chip and Dale. <laughs> so yeah, I got some of that stuff. That the, is the really the really cool thing I have, which you may have seen from the so, old. So you know, it's hilarious. This is one of those examples of you don't talk about something for like 15 years. And then all of a sudden you have like two conversations in a week. This is the second conversation in a week I've had about DuckTales and Chippendales Rescue Rangers. <laughs> wow. Who did you who did you have a conversation about? With um, us? So our our data sciences team were were specking a new data sciences project and we all just started talking about DuckTales and Rescue Rangers the other day. So That's amazing. It is did amazing. You start- so, and completely random. That's amazing. We, we, we do a we do a monthly game night um, at our at our office building, and so ours was Friday, and uh, you know we play board games, video games, or order pizza or wings or whatever. And I don't know how we got on this subject, but I put on I put my, I broadcast my laptop to all the TVs, and I just put on YouTube videos of old like eighties commercials. <laughs> And and then it morphed into like '80s theme songs, like from cartoons, and yeah, some of the w- ones that were more my age were just like, oh man, it was like we remembered every word from these commercials and songs like it was yesterday, and it's just crazy what you can remember, like because you just saw it when you were five years old or whatever. It's like permanently burned into my memory. Well, your so brain your brain worked a lot better then. <laughs> Yeah, not not you specifically, but all of our brains worked better then. Yeah, if my my mom would have parked me in front of someone speaking Mandarin, I'd be like, you know, I'd be some (laughs) kind of translator today. But instead, I can uh, remember all the theme songs from the 80s cartoon lineup. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic, Tom. So, uh, Oh, but I forgot to tell you, she asked about decorations. So I do have some cool decorations. I've got um, 
my Mark Norton poster <laughs> where it's a profile and it says, you I know, I guarantee it. Yeah. Or you can count on it. You yeah. can count on it. Which I found out someone made a filmmaker, e.g., made like a 12 minute documentary on Mark Norton. And it's been in film festivals. Really? Have, yeah, but I don't know how to pirate it. Like, I cannot <laughs> find it. Well, I so, can't help you with that. But <laughs> well, well, Why don't I, you just find the guy and... I'm, and I'm anti-pirating. <laughs> well, sure. I, we all are. But, um, <laughs> but, but, like, I need to watch this. No, but I legally I have to be. And I can't, no, and I can't, get it. I can't, I can't find it anywhere. Why don't you email the guy? Have you seen the i the the show the IT Crowd, the British show on Netflix? I have yeah. seen it. So go go to YouTube and just search for IT Crowd um, anti piracy. <laughs> oh yeah. It's... So they sh- they show them watching like anti piracy ads where it's like you wouldn't steal a stick of gum, you wouldn't steal a you know oh, a yeah. physical DVD, you know don't download movies. But they take it to like an extreme. <laughs> like, H show up and like assassinate kids like download <laughs> oh <my> movie. God. <laughs> so the IT crowd was the the Chris O'Dowd show, and then Richard A. A. Oadi. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's where Chris O'Dowd got his start. So, and the guy that plays Richmond, the gothic guy that's actually really charming, that lives in a closet is now on this British baking show that Melanie watches all the time. <laughs> By the way, that's another thing. Not only, we've gotten into baking shows, and there's one called Nailed It. Have you heard of this show? Oh, yeah, my yes. daughter watches it all the time. Yeah. I, I mean, we, like, die laughing at this show. Like, it's well, so over-the-top goofy, and, like, the production quality is, like, intentionally bad. And it is, it is, it is like, the perfect, it's so funny. It is so funny. And, like, when we get the reveal for what these amateur, like, you know, food items look like, we just are, like, splitting laughing on the floor. Well, you are at the age where your kids are, like, you have to spend that time with your kids and you want to watch something. But if you watch another minute of cartoons, your eyeballs will pop out of their head. And so, like, this is what you'll end up with. Home improvement shows and cooking shows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sign me up. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on board. Because that was like five years of my life, and now like my younger one can watch a little bit older stuff. So, with her favorite show is Brooklyn Nine Nine. So, oh yeah, that's a funny show. <laughs> it is funny. It's 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 well written. Um, yeah. So, anyway. so I'll get off my uh, my rant box, but I really want to see because um, I saw an ad for it. This free solo. Have you guys seen that? This documentary seen solo, but I've heard um, about it. Yeah, my, uh, my, uh, I was I was partially involved in it. So, oh no really? way! Yeah, that's fantastic. That is. Yeah, it looks insane. Like totally insane. Well, congratulations! It's a great. Yeah, it's a great film. That, that's awesome. I have very small part. Very small part in the financing of it. Well, I promise to actually buy it or rent it. <laughs> Well, I cool. think pretty sure you can watch it on one of the streamers now. Okay, cool. Either either Netflix or Amazon, I think. So very cool, EG. Um, yeah, yeah. I want to really see that. incredible, incredible uh, document. I mean, I I'm not a huge documentary guy, but but this one um, 
it's it's pretty it's pretty intense and, and it's inherently watchable. Well, for me, I don't know if it can top Tom Cruise climbing up El Capitan at the beginning of uh, Mission Impossible. <laughs> Mission Impossible too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so the but guy if it can the, come close to that. I I, I think I'll, I'll watch it. So the the guy that's the the climber you can watch on YouTube like a six minute video where he talks about his favorite movie climbs, and that's the first one he talks about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a pretty amazing guy, though. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean that's like one of the most badass things I've ever seen. I mean, yeah. the other ones would be the guy that did like the space jump. Remember that yeah. a couple years ago? Yeah. That, oh, yeah. that that was. Well, insane. And then there was the guy a few weeks ago that got attacked by a, a mountain lion and choked it to death. That is pretty badass. Yeah. Although it turns out it was just a kitten. It was like a it was juvenile only mountain lion. A juvenile mountain lion. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, still. <laughs> no, no, it's still impressive, but, yeah. you know, less impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, can you, like, outsmart a mountain lion? Like, can you trick it, or are you just kind of done if, you, if, it, want, if it wants you? <laughs> I, I think if it's, if it's your time, it's your time. It's got to be a handbook for that. I don't like I don't if know. A, like you know could you freak out a bear by just screaming really loud and acting crazy? Would it be like man? I don't know. I don't, well, that's I don't wanna, how you're that's supposed to get rid of a bear. If a bear, you're supposed to get really big and scream and and make it run off before it attacks you. And then if it does yeah. attack you, if it's a grizzly bear, you are supposed to one of them. You're supposed to fight back, and the other one you're supposed to play dead. I'd be like Patrick. Beverly I think the grizzly bear. bear you're supposed to play dead, and the black bear you're supposed to fight back. And the but polar bear. I could be wrong, to... so don't sue me if you take that advice and it's the wrong thing. How about just stay out of the woods where the bears are? Yeah, no. Thankfully, our ancestors in Ohio like killed all the bears, <laughs> so there's none of them left. There are coyotes, but they don't eat people. But hey, speaking of other things, I watched the uh, ABC, ABC murders with, and I think John Malkovich is great as like an old past his prime Hercule Poirot. <laughs> I've really enjoyed it. It's like is super this a over PBS show. No, it's uh, no, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. Huh. Oh. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's like one of these. It's like Sherlock. It's like super over dramatic yeah. cinematography where. You know, Murder like, on the Orient Express was... Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was a good one. Yeah. How does he compare to Kenneth Branagh as Perot? Totally different. He's okay. he's, he's more grizzly, you know? Um, but I, I think so he's... So you're supposed to play dead? That out. He's what? So you're supposed to play dead? Because he's more grizzly? <laughs> <laughs> you guys oh. are hot? You guys are hot tonight! <laughs> Uh, we should put this at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, wake people up. Uh, so, um, okay, we are getting long in the tooth. Anything to pitch, E.G.? I mean, we didn't even talk Oscars, but I, um, E.G. Well, was, I was 18 I was to right. 24. Yeah, I got 18 to 24 right, including Best Picture, because I knew from friends of mine that they were going to there was going to be a boycott of voting for Roma for Best Picture because it was Netflix, a Netflix movie. Yeah. Because Steven Spielberg went around and paid everybody. So, oh, nice. No, I'm kidding. But, he, you know, if you've seen his comments lately, like oh, yeah. he's very anti Or as I call Netflix. it, old man yells at cloud. Yeah. Well, Martin like, Scorsese, isn't he going to Netflix with yeah. the Irishman? He is, but they're going to give that a, a proper theatrical release, like 
more than the four days that Roma was in theater. So, yeah. so um, E.G., I remember, like, in 2005, 2006, there was that big strike. And right. I, re- I remember The Office um, got delayed. Yep. And I, have, I read recently that a lot of, or at least part of that strike, was that um, no one was getting any streaming revenue. And right. holy shit, like... You look at Netflix streaming, and The Office is like fifty percent of Netflix streaming. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. If those yeah. If, if those actors and producers and directors did not get, you know, today revenue for that, that'd be like the biggest crime ever. Oh yeah. The, no, the they industry. they all saw it coming. It was just a question of of what the, you know, because it was it was just too hard to predict just how much it would be. But that's a thing. You look at that now, and you you think about what like Spielberg's saying, and you know, it's right now. It's 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 even less about the streaming. It's more about the the window. It's always been about the window. They want to be able to have the theatrical live on as long as it can, and it's just not it's just not feasible going forward. I mean, the problem is the you know just the bricks and mortar stores. It's, it's what's happened to every industry, whether it was. Um, the music industry with like Virgins and Tower Records and places like that going away or Blockbuster in the video world going away. It's, you know, it's, it's, we go through these, these eras and, and exponentially faster as we go through time so that everything's going to be in, you know, in five, 10 years, it'll just be mostly streaming. So it's hard. I mean, right. Sure. You can vote to keep them out now, but Eventually, that's I mean that's the future. That's where everything's gonna is gonna go. So, did you know it will never change? Hmm. Upper deckers. There, were, there, were, <laughs> there will always there will always be family video. There will not. <laughs> they are going out of business too. They no like, net, Netflix is is that's that's where they're buying everything right now. All that all of the content making content for for kids and families. They're they're. Absolutely, doing what they did with the the, com- the stand-up comedy market—they're just buying everything up. Yeah. Okay. Well, fine. That's going away. But what's never going away yeah. is Time Warner now Spectrum calling me to ask if I want to bundle home phone with my cable and TV. So I just switched to Directv now, which is their streaming service. And I'm, how is it? It's pretty good. Um, the sports get a little choppy sometimes, but um, for the most part, it's pretty good. The only big problem is what we were talking about earlier. Live sports, you're about two minutes behind. Um, right. But other than that, I mean, you have fewer channels to choose from, but everything's on demand. So the one thing I hate about it is I have a Roku, and the Roku remote for it is, like, navigating the remote is much more annoying than it should be. Um but that's probably the biggest drawback. And then when you turn it on, it takes about 30 seconds to boot up. I love my little six-button Roku remote. Well, yeah, but when you're trying to navigate through a cable TV interface... It looks like a toy, the Roku remote. Yeah, it does. Like well, a dog. So I toy. bought a universal version of the Roku because I wanted something I could turn my TV off with and my uh. other devices, so... Hmm. And and the buttons on this thing are tiny. Like I have to hit the home button with my pinky. I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> have you come over and try to change my warm tub to a hot tub because maybe <laughs> I'm just not using the right finger on that button. 
<laughs> there you go. So, yeah, I mean, I, the DirecTV Now works pretty good. Um, and then there's also, I think one of them just went on sale, which was uh, Sling. Sling just is 50% off for a limited time. So, I mean, Time Warner, that model's going to change. I think everybody, everything will be streaming or have a streaming option fairly soon. Yeah. Well, especially once Disney Plus launches in the fall. Yeah, and, yeah uh, Disney Plus is going to kill a lot of stuff. Well, and Apple's going to have theirs full, like like fully loaded by next year, too. So. I don't know. I think Apple's going to be a little late to the game. I mean... Yeah, they I mean, might be they, late, they but they always have seem the, to the figure capital. it out. Yeah, they certainly have the capital, but... I'm I'm not 100% sold on what Apple's going to do, so. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, they can always buy somebody. <laughs> that's true. Maybe maybe Amazon'll just spin off their streaming service or maybe they'll buy Hulu. <laughs> they could. Although Hulu is owned still owned uh mostly by Disney cuz they bought Fox and that it was oh, and Disney Fox, Fox and, and Universal that that controlled yeah. Hulu, so now Pretty sure that it'll just be Universal and and the the, the Disney Fox conglomerate. Yeah. So yeah, it's it'll be it's times they are changing they rapidly. Are rapidly, yeah. Um, so m- anything to pitch this week, guys? I know we're, we yeah. need to wrap it up here, but um, I I really I'm digging this new um, uh, Shadow Boxer album that just dropped from mansion air okay i have not heard of that so i will check it out it's good it's it's uh i think it's gonna be i think i've said this before i think it feels gonna be a good year for music i'm still waiting on the vampire weekend to come out but uh yeah that the beirut album you recommended was was pretty solid so beirut's a lot of fun i think you'll like mansion air um i don't know if you've listened to them before but this is a good kind of breakthrough album for them um, the Weezer Black album just dropped for those those few Weezer fans that are out there. It's all covers, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I saw their cover of uh, "Take on Me." I liked it. Yeah, I'll have to check it yeah. out. Uh, and the new Hosier album is out now in full. Yes, yes, it is. First single was good. Um, so my pitch is for Lids dot com, which is the hat and. Uh, sports memorabilia store um but they have big clearance going on right now and so you can get a ton of different like calves hats and calves gear for like super cheap so if you need a nice five dollar calves hat um and some of them are like really funny like like all these kind of one-offs are all on sale so you can get like an orange pastel calves hat or a green saint patrick's day calves hat really yeah oh yeah, Neat. I mean you got to hunt a can little you bit. Can you get can you get a Tide Pods Cavs hat? You can, but I don't think that's on clearance. Like <laughs> it you, should be. You can get the Tide free. Pod, and you can get the the, the winter the the snow miser. <laughs> the, yeah, one. The, that one is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. But yeah, oh but they gosh. have a lot of lot of different stuff on there. Oh, that is a cool hat. Yeah, and but where I mean, are you like, seeing five dollars? Because these are like forty-five bucks. Go to go to clearance. Okay. <laughs> clearance. I I can't teach you how to use the internet over a podcast, Tom. 
I mean, oh, there, there's Clarence. Okay, now and I'm in then clearance. just sort by team. There you go. So, yeah, they got a lot of good stuff on clearance right now. So, anyway, Tom, what do you got to pitch? Ooh. Um... <laughs> Tom's falling down a rabbit hole. <laughs> Tom is hat shopping now. All right, so what I have to pitch is... Tom, Tom is frantically typing in the words DuckTales into the LIDS uh, search engine. <laughs> Oh, there's a... What is this? That is an ugly Christmas sweater on clearance oh, yeah, for 45 the, bucks. The one with the LED lights? That thing is hideous. Yeah. And it, for some reason, it says Bluetooth. Yeah, and I don't even understand that. Like, how... <laughs> do, okay, so, Tom, download that picture and send it to us, because that's got to be the uh, the cover of the, uh, of the right. podcast. What, yeah. the, the ugly sweater with Bluetooth? Yeah, the ugly cab sweater, yeah. All right. <laughs> it says Bluetooth sweater. Yeah. So you could use your phone or computer and your Bluetooth to make it light up. Did anybody? See- I might have to buy this. <laughs> uh, Melanie's gonna kill me, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Eg or uh, Tom, anything to pitch? Um, I will pitch the. Art of um, using uh, paneling, white paneling, and trim to repair anything in your house <laughs> because drywall mudding is a nightmare, and paneling is super cheap. And if you have a table saw, which I do, you can cut it. And I came up with all kinds of cool hacks for my house that I'm going to sell. And I, it was all cosmetic issues, and now it looks really nice. And I never thought I'd love paneling as much as I do. Oh, yeah. I want, I, want to, I want to see an example. You need to make a YouTube home improvement video on the next one you do. Okay. I'll send you some samples if you want. But it looks, it looks really good. Cool. All right. I got a picture of this. I'm going to send it to you. Hey, right. hey! I got a question for you, G. Uh, you, yeah. you, you heard anything about Captive State? No, it looks good though. Yeah, I I, I just saw the preview for it, and I was like, oh, I want to see that. So, okay. Although I am I am all my bands is taken up by Captain Marvel this week. So. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Captain Marvel as well. Hey, I got two daughters. I gotta go see Captain yep. Marvel. <laughs> yep, taking my daughter on Friday night. Yep. Cool. Well, um, when do the Cavs play again? Uh, uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night, night they play uh, the Nets, I think, in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, and that should be a good game. Um, they, the last Nets game was the triple overtime game, wasn't it? That's yeah. right, the and Joe so, Harris game. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Joe Harris actually, actually was the D'Angelo Russell game winner. Yeah. The yeah. Uh, the uh, Jordan Clarkson played terrible defense at the end of the second overtime game. Well, he kind of was gassed. I mean, he, he well, was the only guy still out there. I know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Too many guys fouled out. So, yeah, t- uh, tune in tomorrow, uh, David. Oh, I know what else I can pitch. So did you guys see that uh, <laughs> Wayne Embry's kids or whatever, or yeah. um, Ben Cox posted the, uh, the season of Huh on Twitter? Oh, he posted the whole thing? Yeah, he finally, he finally uploaded it to Google Drive. Oh. oh, wow. Okay, because he'd been working on that for years. Like four years, yeah. So yeah. there's a, there's one in there from um, from uh, Robert and one in there from me. Oh, awesome. Nice. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah well, um, hey, can you send uh, EG the link on that if you can grab it and we'll put it in the, the post? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. cool. Well, um, as always, go Cavs. That was a that was a long and winding podcast. Yeah, <laughs> go Cavs. Come on, EG. Go Cavs. I said it. Oh, I didn't hear you. Okay, go Cavs. Uh, go Cavs again. So, what? Did, Dion Waiters made thirty three threes and one free throw. He was one season. of he was one of nine from the free throw line, <laughs> which. He had made 33 threes already. How insane is that? How insane is the contract he got? Insane. I don't know. I don't know. What contract did he get? Oh, Pat Riley before the beginning of last year. Uh, let me look at the Dion Waiters contract. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, it was like he had one good season. Yeah, he's making... Yeah, he got a four-year, um, 24, 22, $46 million contract. That's pretty big. <laughs> yeah, and for a guy that's basically had one good season. And then immediately got hurt for, like, the better part of his first year of that contract. So, yeah. Gotta love, gotta nice. love Deion Weeders. Although, Pat Riley signed a lot of guys to a lot of bad contracts on that team and then well, put a, and then had a media blitz last week about how like what was his big takeaway from that like oh lebron walked away from yeah. a 10-year championship run and it was like <laughs> I, I, so Dion or Dwayne wade got old and chris bosh had a blood clot problem i don't see those things yeah. going on and you, yeah. you shouldn't that's why you should wear socks because <laughs> if you don't your feet get cold and your brain doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's fantastic. And and <laughs> just so you know, I did record that segment, so it's a little, little bonus time. Nice. <laughs> nice. Go, go Cavs. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Cavs the Blogs Podcast. Check back soon for some more fun with your favorite blogger. There's a fire.